We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? It is week 14 already of the NFL season. Glad we got that extra week, but I'm pretty exhausted already so far by this NFL season. It's been fun. It's been good. It's been profitable, but it, it is it is long and arduous, but I am Grant Neifer. I'm not Stevie TPFL. This is the morning grind here. Stevie, taking this week off. Think take next week off. So you're stuck with me, but you know what? I'm joined by a very good host. A very good DFS player, Keith Eister. You may know him as Eyes819. How you doing over there, Keith? Doing good, man. Yeah, late in the football season, getting close to the end here, so we got to take advantage of the, the few shots we got left at these big prize pools they got out there. But NBA picking up, got some good action going on tonight, a massive 13-gamer going on as we record this. But, uh, yeah, good time of the year. Yeah, I know. Desmond Bain crushed my heart and soul tonight. Um, still gonna end up making money somehow, but yeah, that could Desmond Bain was the difference between a I'll make some money tonight to oh, I'm gonna make a lot of money tonight, but you know, he's playing tomorrow, I'm going right back to the well. But this is football, we got a few games on the slate. Let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven games on the slate this week. Bye weeks got is is by are bye weeks still are they done next week? I can't remember. Uh, I think this is the last week of them, yes. Yeah. Week 14 usually, yeah. Yeah, the, the extra week in the season just throws me off on everything. But in yeah. any case, let's just go ahead and dive right on in. You ready to roll? I'm ready. All right, we got Seattle going up against Houston, 41 and a half total. Seattle, seven and a half point favorite here. Let's start off with the Seattle side of things. Still early on the week, so we don't have all the injury reports, but – Collins may or may not play. It's early on the week. Metcalf was limited in practice. 
Russell Wilson finally put up a bit of a decent outing last week. Gets a good matchup going up against Houston. You looking at any of these Seattle players this week? Man, it's been been rough for Seattle here recently, but they they look to come alive a little bit last week. You can't ask for much of a better spot going into Houston against a bad defense in a dome. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it a little bit more, but I think this is a spot you got to jump on. Um, they showed enough last week where there's too much talent on this offense for it to remain this bad. Obviously, the running game, the offensive line has been nowhere to be found also, but I'm interested in, in Russ and the wide receivers. Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much it's Russ and Lockett, Metcalf. I mean, if you really want to, I think Gerald Everett, it's not the worst idea in the world seeing that 3.5K. He's a guy that has been targeted by Russ a decent amount. Six targets, nine targets, four targets, eight targets over the last four weeks. Matchup versus Houston, like we said, is a pretty solid one, even though they've been all right going up against opposing quarterbacks. We don't have a huge sample size because most of these games, they're just so far down throughout the course of the season that they have no real need to throw. So Wilson looked all right last week. I'm really willing to go right back to the well. He seems a little bit too cheap at 6.6K. And then pairing with either Lockett or Metcalf, I mean, it's worked so well in the past. Metcalf seems to be disappearing the second half of the season. And it seems like Lockett's the better wide receiver right now. I think I'd slightly, slightly side with him, but it's really pretty much a toss up. You pair Russ with either Metcalf or Lockett in this entire running back game. I'm, I'm just staying away from any, any team that has Adrian Peterson as the top running back. Don't really want to get, he made good for him. He got a touchdown. He's, he's trying to be the oldest running back in the world. <laughs> now that Frank Gore isn't really doing anything, but see, I, I don't understand you, Pete Carroll. I don't get it. Whatever. This season's a wash as a Seahawks fan. I'm, I'm just, I'm out. What about over on the Houston side? I mean, Seattle just lost Jamal Adams uh, for the season this week. Tyrod has looked decent at times. Cook's got that massive target share running game. I just hate it. I mean, maybe if David Johnson ends up missing this week, I don't know. It's still early on, but I think he's probably going to be good to go. Are you targeting any of these guys on the Houston side? No, I don't think so. Um, so Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he's 5,100 on DraftKings. You could take some shots on a, a Taylor Cook stack, I suppose. Should be trailing in this game against Seattle. Um, I'm not touching their running game. I'm not touching any receiver outside of Brandon Cooks. Um so it would be Taylor and Cooks only for me. Um, but, yeah, just not very much to love here on Houston. Yeah, I mean, Taylor had a real rough outing last week, but that was going up against Indy. I really can't hold it against him. I mean, Seattle's defense has been bad for the majority of the season, but they've been bad recently. I know they've been bad versus running backs, but I don't think I'm touching that situation. I think you're right on with Cooks and Taylor. I mean, Taylor has shown some upside. He's super cheap. He can get it done with his legs. And Cooks, I know he's disappeared a little bit the last few weeks, but he's clearly the number one. And, I mean, he can end up with 13 targets any given week. It's just been weird matchups over the last couple of weeks. Just hasn't ended up great. But Seattle's defense, even though they have been better, not great. So I think it's those two guys. But this is mostly just not a game I'm real excited about. So let's just move on to the next one, which is an ex exciting game here. We got Dallas going up against Washington. Pollard, I think, missed practice today, but I, it's early on the week. I think he's going to go. Everyone so far, no huge injury news. Let's start off with the Dallas side where they have a 26th implied total. This is one of the highest totals on the slate here. 
going up against a Washington defense that has been one of the worst in the league versus the past so far this year, currently giving up the most points to opposing quarterbacks and the third most points to opposing wide receivers. Are you targeting this Dallas passing game? Are you going with a running game? Are you going to be just ultra contrarian and fade it? What are you doing? I have a ton of interest in the passing game here. You, you touched on some of Washington's stats. They've actually been pretty decent against the run. I think they're like eighth in DVOA against the run, um, but they've been atrocious against the pass. Now they've lost Chase Young as well, who's obviously a huge factor off the edge. Um, I think the Dallas passing game is, is my favorite spot of the week. Um, don't have a ton of ownership stuff out there yet, but I'll be keeping an eye on that. Hopefully they don't become like, like massive chalk. A um, couple other good spots on the slate too. So I think it holds it down just because um, we've gotten Lamb without Cooper. We've gotten Cooper without Gallup. Um, now that all three of them are healthy, I think that people are going to have a difficult time figuring out who to stack with Dak. And it's, it's a situation that I've, I'm going to attack in several different lineups, attack it several different ways, just single stack Dak, do a couple of double stacks with, I mean, I, I have interest in all three of the wide receivers. Um, Amari Cooper is the one that jumps out at, at his price tag, just 5,900. Um, that's, that's way too cheap for Cooper's upside. Uh, if, if CD Lamb's price tag at 7,200 is going to keep him lower owned, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him as well. Um, and then I don't even mind Gallup down there at, at 5,500. So I, th I think the dynamic with all three of them in there, uh, it really opens up the slot for CD and that's where we've seen him excel the most. Um, so I think the, the price tag on Cooper and CD Lamb just being in the slot with Cooper taking away some of the attention, Gallup on the other side, I think um, this is my favorite spot of the week. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Gallup has been crushing it recently and been doing just really well, but with all these guys in this offense right now, I think Lamb is the clear raw points option, but Cooper is the better point per dollar option. Um, with all these guys in here, I don't know if I want to go Schultz too much at 5.4K on this slate. Zeke is the interesting pivot, trying to go with him. I mean, he has been good this season. There is a chance that they're up a decent amount. I know he hasn't put up a massive week in a while, but I mean, sitting at 7.3K, I don't think he's going to draw a ton of ownership in this matchup, and he still can get it done in the receiving game. So I really don't mind. And before I forget, guys, if you haven't already signed up for Thrive, Sign up using promo code GRINDERS. There is going to be a Thursday night football contest. I believe it's a free roll if you sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. And if you win it, I believe you get both a year of scores and odds and Roto Grinders premium. Second and third place get a year of scores and odds free. And anyone who beats Chief Justice 06, Will Priester, the great prop better out there, they get five free days of scores and odds. So, guys, go check out the competition. Again, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free entry into this contest. And a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $250. So, guys, absolutely free money. Do it. No questions about it. Moving on, what about over on the Washington side of things? I mean, Gibson is just getting an incredible amount of work recently, even with before McKissick got out. Looking at his game log, 23, 29, 19, 24 rush attempts over the past three weeks. Dallas has actually had a pretty decent defense this year, and they've been definitely a better rush defense than they have a pass defense so far. 
but Gibson getting a ton of workload. I mean, we got Heineke, we got the game script going for him. We got McLaurin as one of the best wide receivers in the league. I uh, don't know if Logan Thomas is going to end up playing this one. I think he got hurt again, but Ricky Seals June is, Jones is there if he doesn't end up playing. Are you targeting any of these Washington backs? Are they going to be just – or Washington players, or are they exclusively bring backs? What's going on? What's your strategy with Washington? Um, yeah, I have a lot of interest in Washington too. Um, I'd probably prefer them on the other side of a Dallas stack. Um, Antonio Gibson is just one of the best players on the slate. I can't believe his price did not get raised more. Um, you, you touched on some of his volume num- numbers. Um, he's just way too cheap for the role that he has. Um, still have to ch- check on McKissick's status, obviously. If McKissick remains out and Gibson is has that passing game role as well, like he's going to be just another jam play for me this week. Um, played a ton of him last week. He didn't, he didn't smash, but he was absolutely fine for his price. I think that he's going to work out way more often than he's not again at just six K. Um, he should be up, up closer, at least in the high sixes, I think. So he's way too cheap. One of the better value plays. Um, definitely have interest in McLaurin uh, would love pairing him with a wide receiver from Dallas or, or running it back on the other side of the stack. So I, I will be mixing in McLaurin quite a bit. Um, price tag on, on Heineke is fine too. So I don't mind stacking up Heineke and McLaurin and running it back with a Dallas wide receiver. Um, I'll definitely have plenty of exposure, at least to those uh, main three Washington guys. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the main guy one is Gibson. Like this workload has just been fantastic recently. McKissick ends up missing. I Gibson becomes one of the better plays on the slate overall. Um, he's just so good. If McKissick ends up playing, I still have a decent amount of interest in him, but I think that McLaurin is the better player. Game script favors him, favors him perfectly. He is so good. I know he hasn't put up – I know he's put up a lot of duds this season, but he's also put up a lot of slate-breaking games this season. Like, this guy is an absolute stud. Heineke is a serviceable quarterback. No problem with him. I don't mind playing Heineke at this cheap price tag. McLaurin is one of my favorite plays. Gibson, if McKissick's out, and Gibson, if McKissick's in. But if you're going to be playing Zeke, it's not a terrible idea to bring it back with McKissick. I mean, they're going to be down. McKissick might end up playing a decent amount, and he can get it done the passing game. He can end up with 10 receptions in any given game. So I'm right there with you. I think all these guys are very viable. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Jacksonville going up against Tennessee. We have a 44 total here right now. Tennessee, a decent favorite of nine or eight and a half. Robinson was limited in practice, but I'm expecting him to go. We have the just mess of a Tennessee rushing game. Like, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Jacksonville, who's just an absolute mess. Do you have any interest in anyone? I mean, the game script is not going to favor Robinson. I, like, I'm sick of trying to make Chenault happen. Marvin Jones is inconsistent. I mean, old Chad Hennessy, James O'Shaughnessy, he's 2.9K. Like, I, that, that's the only person I think I can stomach playing over on Jacksonville. I have a little bit of interest in, in Marvin Jones. Um, I'm with you on Chanel. We, we've been down that. We've tried that too often. But Marvin Jones, I, I like that price tag for the upside that he offers. Uh, Tennessee's had a really rough pass defense all, all season long. Um, I mean, Tennessee's the better team here. You'd think they, they'd be playing ahead 
at home. Um, so I do have some interest in Jones, but yeah, outside of that, it's, it's tough. Um, James Robinson, if he was healthy, maybe I would just because they, they're going to run the ball, even if they're trailing, they, they'll still turn around and hand it to him. Um, but him carrying that questionable tag, we'll have to see how, how the practice reports of his injury shake out. If he gets a couple of full practices and I, I might consider him, um, but yeah, just primarily Marvin Jones for me. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, but he just started off the season so well and really just hasn't done much since Trevor Lawrence has not looked good. I, I, I I'm, I'm not fully against playing Marvin Jones. I'm just, I'm not going to do it to me. It's clearly O'Shawn. See, like he's gone into that Dan Arnold role. He got six targets last week. Didn't do much for it. So people might not be on him, but the game script kind of favors him passing the ball. And he's probably my favorite option. What about over on the other side with Tennessee? I mean, I don't think uh, Brown is not playing this week. I think he's still on the IR. Julio Jones may end up being back. Like, is Julio Jones going to be chalk if he ends up coming back? I think he would be. He's just 5,400 against Jacksonville's awful defense. Um, the problem is just the overall talent. There's nothing left on the offense with Henry and Brown out. So maybe, maybe he wouldn't be. Um, that does concern me with just their overall efficiency, even against Jacksonville, as, as tough as that is to say. Um, this game might be closer than I originally thought. So maybe I do have some interest in James Robinson on the other side. Jacksonville might be able to keep this close just because of the state of the Tennessee skill players here. Um, I mean, are you, are you any interest in the running backs for Tennessee? I mean, Foreman Hilliard was, let me was pull up their, two weeks ago, just absolutely dominated. Yeah. Um, it's just, we don't know exactly who's getting the work. It's, it was an exactly even split almost last week. Foreman got 48% of the snaps. Hilliard got 49%. Um, 19 rushing attempts for Foreman, 12 for Hilliard. So split backfield, it's, I don't know, it's tough to target. Um, and it's not like they're cheap. If they were both 4K, you'd have interest, baby. But now that they're both above 5K, I don't think I can go there at those prices. Yeah, Tennessee, it's, it's just a little bit tough here. Um, I mean, just no skill players. I don't know. I think it's Julio Jones, and that's only if he's not going to be chalky. Like, I, I just I, – this might be a cross-off game for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's just – there's not a ton of talent on, on either team really here. So, value plays, that's about it. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We've got the Raiders going up against the Chiefs. Pretty decent total here, 47 – 48, actually – um chiefs big old favorite las vegas drake out waller may or may not play didn't practice on wednesday it's tough to do it's tough with this raiders team because i mean car still ends up passing for a ton of yards each week but like outside of renfro and waller you don't know what to do if waller ends up missing what are you doing if waller ends up playing what are you doing if waller's in there i, I think i definitely have interest in in him um this should be a fast-paced game obviously the tie, the high total uh 6400 i'd like to see him practice a couple times if he just shows up there um with no practice that's a, a bit of a hefty price tag to pay but i would still have interest i believe um hunter renfro at 6100 i don't think i can play him if waller is in there um he we've saw a massive role for him while waller has been out 
Um, but if Waller's back in there, I mean, he's still the wide receiver one, but I just don't know how much upside there is on 6,100 with Waller in there. Um, so probably would be off Renfro if Waller's in. If Waller's out, then I, I have no problem paying the 6,100 for Renfro. Um, Deshaun Jackson, just 3,900. Don't mind playing him at all. Um, just takes one, one big play. He can pay off that price tag. Uh, so I would sprinkle him a little bit. Zay Jones has been on the field a ton, but he's just not very good. Um, don't, don't know if I can do that. Uh, Josh Jacobs is, is really interesting with Kenyon Drake on the IR. Um, saw him, his role in the passing game has really ticked up here recently. Nine targets last week. Um, he's seen the week before that he had four targets. He's seen over four targets in each of the last like five games. Um, so his, his role in the passing game has definitely ticked up. Um, Kansas City's been playing a little better. They probably play with the lead here. So a lot of times I'd be concerned about Jacobs in the game script. But if he's going to have that passing game role, I think you can play Jacobs here regardless. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, Jacobs is probably the play in this game. 6.2K, going to be the lead back. Get, has been getting it done the receiving game. Snaps should be there. He's the guy. Just have to worry about ownership with him as he's projecting a lot of projection systems this week. Derek Carr. I don't mind him if Waller ends up playing. If he ends up missing, I still think he's fine just because of game script. Pairing him up with Renfro is the obvious option. If Waller ends up sitting, then if Waller ends up playing, then Waller is the obvious option. Yeah, going with Jackson could catch deep bombs. Jazo, Zay Jones has been getting a ton of targets. Not going to argue with any of them, just none of them stand out as fantastic plays if Waller ends up playing. And if Waller ends up sitting, it's mostly just Renfro because of his huge target share. Casey, on the other side, we got Mahomes. We got everyone 28.5 total. I mean, just play them all, right? Play them all if you have the salary. Yeah, definitely. Um, the double stack is always tough at, at those prices. Um, depending on what kind of value opens up, maybe you can end up getting it done. If we get a couple of really cheap, like jam them in type plays, you've got the chargers wide receiver situation, obviously that we're going to get to. So if there's enough value, um, definitely don't mind it. They can both certainly get there. But choosing between them is, is never fun. Um, I always tend to lean to Tyreek just because of uh, his upside and ceiling. Uh, Kelsey can obviously separate at the tight end position, though, so I'll definitely sprinkle him in as well. Um, just a, a big team total with two really talented um, skill players here, so got to have some of both of them, I think. Yeah, I think I've slightly leaned towards Kelsey over Hill. I mean, Raiders have given up the most points to tight ends, but that's largely meaningless stat half the time because it's mostly dependent on matchup. But yeah, yeah, play play anyone here. I mean, twenty point five total. There's the 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 main guys: Ceh, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Those those are who you want to play. That's that's the offense, and it's a high powered offense. Just can you afford them? Moving on to the next game here, we got New Orleans going up against the Jets. New Orleans five and a half point favorite. Uh, Mark Ingram, I believe, is on the COVID list. Alvin Kamara did practice today on track to play this week. Uh, I mean, it's definitely something you want to want to look out for as the week goes on. But we're just going to go into the assumption that Ingram is out and Kamara is playing. It's just Hill or Kamara, right? I mean, it's going up against the Jets. The Jets are the worst run defense in the league. It's Hill and Kamara and then just move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no talent anywhere else on the roster. So um, Taysom Hill is way too cheap for his upside at quarterback. I mean, you're basically getting a running back and half a quarterback in, the, in one. That makes for a pretty good fantasy player at 5,600 on DraftKings. Uh, Taysom Hill is, is absolutely 
in my pool. Uh, don't mind running him out there naked. I don't mind pairing him with Kamara. I know Kamara's receiving role took a dip last year when they played together quite a bit, but this is just too good of a spot for Kamara. He's only 7,900. You mentioned Jets' worst, worst run defense in the league. I mean, I think Kamara's the chalk here at 7,900 against this Jets team. Um, like, he's, he's just too cheap. I know he's missed a couple of weeks, but I, I'm going to play a ton of him. I, I don't know what the field's going to end up doing. We're still a couple of days out from lock. So see how the ownership projections shake out. Even if he's high-owned, I think I'm going to jam him in there. This is, this is just a great spot for Kamara. Um, a lot of people are – you're probably going to hear some narratives out there about his touchdown equity being reduced with Taysom in there, and that's certainly true. Um, but the Saints, I mean, they should be playing ahead here. No Ingram to, to – take work from Kamara. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a ton of Kamara in this spot. Yeah, it's, it's Kamara. It's Taysom Hill. And then on the other side, the Jets, I mean, Elijah Moore didn't practice. Um, Saints are a tough defense. I'm yeah. full on fading. Even if Moore ends up playing it, I mean, he'll likely get Lattimore defense. I, I'm just out. Agree. I'm, I'm not touching Jets in this spot at all. Yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. Move on. Atlanta going up against Carolina, 42.5 total. Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Start off with Atlanta. Patterson, always been crushing, just keep continues to do well. Pitts continues to disappoint. Matt Ryan, he's had some tough matchups, and this is not the spot to go back, I don't think, going up against one of the better pass defenses in the league. Carolina, for me, it's Patterson or it's nothing. Like, this is a tough spot here. I don't. I don't really have any interest, and I think I'm done with the Kyle Pitts experience for right now. <laughs> it's it's cost me far too much money. Yeah, agree with you on Pitts. That's tough. I Carolina's defense is really good. Their pass defense, especially. So uh, this this Atlanta offense has been so dysfunctional all year. I'm not touching it. The one guy you mentioned him is Patterson. Um, I think he's going to be really low owned because he's up there near 7K now. He does just keep getting it done. Um, I don't. I'll, I'll probably take some shots on Patterson if he's coming in under ten percent. But outside of that, I don't have interest in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, this is an easy fade for me. Carolina on the other side. Cam believe coming off a of bye week. Week before the bye week was was not good. Was that like? Yeah, <laughs> was not good. I mean, yeah. Anytime you're getting benched for PJ Walker, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good is one way to I describe mean, it. Maybe an extra week of practice. Like I still think you have to have interest in him. Like, I don't know if I have much interest in the rest of this game. I mean, Chubba Hubbard, like I can't play him. CMC being in there, that's a whole different piece, but Chubba, like Abdul is probably going to get steal some role from him. So I'm staying away from the running game and then the passing game. Like, I don't think I'm not playing camp as passing upside. I mean, I get more is good. Robbie Anderson has done decent with Cam behind center, but I mean, to me, it's Cam and most likely Cam naked. Yeah, I would throw DJ Moore in there with Cam, I think. Um, he saw 10 targets last week with Cam in there, so 6,200 on DraftKings. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I can do the, the Chuba Hubbard experience again. Um you mentioned Abdullah, who's I don't forget the name of the scrub even that took all of his Hubbard's pass game work the last time he was chalked. Um, but yeah, I think 
Abdul is going to be involved in the passing game. So I'm not sure what Hubbard's upside is. It is the Atlanta defense. He is only 5,900. I, he's worth taking a shot on if, if you feel differently. I'm just not sure he's, he's very good is the problem there. Um, but yeah, it's DJ Moore is the main piece I want to play here. I don't think I want to touch Robbie Anderson or Terrace Marshall. Um, I'm not even sure I want to play Cam, but I do have interest in uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's probably Cam. I don't, I don't have the DJ Moore call, but it's probably Cam. Moving on to the next game here, we got Baltimore going up against Cleveland, 42.5 total. Cleveland, two and a half point favorite. Um, looks like most people should be ready to go in this game here. Let's start off with Baltimore. Um, I mean, I'll play Lamar in a matchup. Cleveland is, I mean, unless they're going to be in a huge win game again, I think that was two weeks ago. Um, like Cleveland is solid overall D. Like Miles Garrett will be chasing him around. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much, a ton of interest in Baltimore, but I think Lamar on any given slate is a fantastic play and pairing him with Brown or Bateman or Andrews isn't really offering you a ton of upside. I'm not playing Devonta Freeman. I refuse to play him, but yeah, I mean, I think it's Lamar and pair him with one of the pass catchers. It's pretty simple or yep. play naked. Yep, totally agree with you. Uh, not touching the Baltimore running game against this very stout Cleveland run defense. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to have success running the ball. You might get 40 Lamar Jackson dropbacks in this game. Um, I think he's going to be running for his life a little bit. So there's some scrambling upside there. Um, yeah, Lamar Lamar's an awesome play. Um, as far as Marquise Brown, 6,300 is a little bit rich for what I want to play for that pay for that type of player. He's been okay this year. Um, he's had some some nice games, but he's not one of my favorite options. I think I would look to Mark Andrews first over over Marquise Brown. Um, 59. What was Mark Andrews' price there? Yeah, fifty nine hundred for Mark Andrews. Um, totally fine with that. Just we've seen him put up big games, multiple touchdown upside. Uh, I'm definitely interested in stacking him with Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's kind of it for me. On the Cleveland side, both Hunt and Chubb are in the backfield here. Baltimore, not a great matchup for running backs. We know they're going to run the ball regardless. I don't know. This isn't really a great spot for anyone. I mean, Chubb and Hunt in tournaments always a decent call. People's Jones is cheap. Baker is trash. Jarvis Landry coming off a 100-yard game going up against Baltimore last time. Um but I don't, I don't, I, I think I'm just fading Cleveland. Yeah, I definitely don't have interest in the passing game. And Baltimore is, is a good run defense, like you mentioned. So I don't want to play Nick Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt would be, if I was going to play a Brown, it would be Kareem Hunt. Um, he's game script independent. Whereas Chubb, if, they, if Cleveland falls behind in this game, Chubb's going to get scripted out. Hunt is going to get work in the, the passing game more than likely. So I think Hunt would be, and he's far cheaper than Chubb also. So that helps. Um, if I was going to play a Brown, it'd be Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is better bring back with Lamar? Hoping that Lamar is scrambling around and trying to catch up late with Chubb or hoping that Lamar already got it done with Hunt? I think Hunt is in, even if um, Cleveland is ahead, we've seen like early in this year when they play together, Hunt was getting about 45% of the work. 
Um, and that includes several goal, goal line carries as well. So I think it's Hunt regardless of, of game script for me. Um, I just, I don't, I don't feel the need to play Chubb. I know he's got the big playability and all that. He's just a guy that I always have trouble playing because he's priced up. He's touchdown dependent. Um, I just never get much Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. They have pills for that, but <laughs> with Hunt in there, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, now let's move on to the next game here. Giants going up against the Chargers. Oh, so many injury news is for this. Uh, Barkley back on, well, he did, I think it was limited practice today. I think it was a quad injury. Eckler, limited participant. I think that's just normal for him. Um, but big news is Keenan Allen was a close con- wait, Ke- Mike Williams is on the COVID and Keenan Allen was the close contact. Is that right? Or is it other way, other way around, other way around. So yes. Keenan Allen, I'm fairly certain is out for this game. Mike Williams, close contact, something to monitor. If he tests negative twice in a row, then he could potentially play this weekend. Um, and then on the giant side, like Galladay didn't practice today. I don't think Tony practices today. Shepard was limited. Um, I don't think that Ingram, I think he might have been limited. Glennon has a concussion. Daniel Jones is still suffering from some system uh, symptoms. I don't, there's so many things. There's so many things. I don't know. Maybe Jake Fromm ends up playing. I don't know. Let's, let's start off with the giants. I, I like, I'm, I'm just crossing them off outside of like, Based on the injuries, if everyone's out and maybe Daniel Jones ends up playing or Glennon ends up playing, if Galladay's out, if Tony's out, then maybe Slayton at 4.4K, maybe Saquon if he ends up playing going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league. But I, that that's it. Strictly value from the wide receiver or tight end based on the injuries or it's Saquon if he looks like he's good to go going up against a terrible run defense. But I think even Saquon's probably not on my list if Jake Fromm ends up playing. Yeah, if the, this is entirely dependent on how this injury report shakes out. If they're down to Jake Fromm, the overall efficiency of the offense is just going nowhere. Like they're going to stack the box on Saquon, and it's going to be very difficult. Um, so I, I'd be out completely if if Jones isn't in. Um, if Jones is in there, I'd have interest in Saquon. You mentioned the Chargers um, give up a ton of rushing yards. I, Saquon hasn't shown the same explosiveness, but I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's still in there for his sake. Um, obviously one of the best running back prospects co- coming out before his, his injury. Um, just hoping to see that explosiveness again at some point. 6K is a fine price tag. If they are to have Daniel Jones in there, I'd be willing to chase it. But outside of that, I'm not interested at all. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to talk anymore. What we do need to talk about is this Chargers situation. I mean, like, so Keenan's Eckler. not officially out. I just I read a blurb that said that Keenan has a chance to play because he's fully vaccinated. So he needs 48 hours symptom free to be able to return. So he's still and two negative time. tests within 28 hours. It's a it's a tough one. Yeah, this, like, this is really really tough to break down until we know exactly who's playing here too. Okay, I think Eckler's a smash spot regardless to the game script going up against a bad Giants defense, absolutely play him. The wide receiving game, if Allen misses and Williams plays, 
play Williams. If Allen misses and or if Williams misses and Allen plays, play Allen. It, regardless, if one of them ends up missing, Guyton's a smash spot. If both ends up missing, I think that you can go with Palmer. I think you can go with Roberts. I think you can go with Cook. Like, just play based on the injuries, I think, is the easy way to say that. Like, this could be your top spot for val- chalk value on the entire slate. Yeah, completely agree on Eckler. Like, he is in play regardless of who plays. One of the best plays on the slate. Um, even if Allen and Williams are able to suit up, Eckler is still like one of the top running back plays on the slate. Um, just have to watch. I have interest in, in Allen and Williams if they play. Um, price tags are, are fair on both of them. Uh, we just saw a massive ceiling game from Allen, finally finding the end zone two times. Can't remember the last time he did that. Um, if he plays, certainly interested in him. Mike Williams' price tag is fair for his upside. I would play him as well. If either of them miss, Jalen Guyton's going to be like the chalk wide receiver, I think. Um, have to see where the ownership comes in, but he's a great value play. Um, I'd have interest in Josh Palmer as well if, if both of them missed. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that I'd chase the tight ends. Like Herbert just doesn't seem to utilize them much until he gets down in the red zone. I mean, Cook's uh, 3.2K. Like we're not talking yeah, about spend up tight end. Yeah. Like Parham might be, might be a little bit reaching there, but. Jared Cook is 3.2K. I have played so much Cook this year, and it, it yeah, just no, has not terrible. worked out once. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the price tag is certainly fair to take shots. Um, if, if any of the receivers are out, then he becomes much more intriguing for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, might make sure to figure it out throughout the week. Pay attention. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Detroit going up against Denver. Denver is a 7.5-point favorite, 42 total in this game. As far as injuries are concerned, it looks like Melvin Gordon is going to be back. I believe he was limited today. Um, outside of that, I think everyone else is pretty close to healthy here. Um, let's start off with the Detroit side of things. Goff finally got his first win um, as a Detroit quarterback. Detroit finally got their first win. I don't want to play anyone. Uh, Swift, I should mention. Um, he might have been limited today, so something to pay attention to because obviously Swift coming back. If Swift plays, I'm interested in Swift. If Swift misses, I'm interested in Williams. Hawkinson, I think you can play, but I I'm, I do not want to touch the Detroit passing game, really. Yeah, I agree. Swift is the only one I would have interest in. Maybe Hawkinson as well, but I don't know. I, I never get him right. I probably won't end up there with it. the spot that Kelsey is in. Uh, I love Mark Andrews, so I, I'm probably not going to get to Hawkinson. Um, it would be swift only for me. I'm not going to chase uh, Amon Ross St. Brown or anything like that. Yeah, now yeah, let's move on over to Denver. Denver, if Melvin Gordon ends up missing, I am I am maybe lockboxing Javante Williams. <laughs> Dude looked awesome. Um, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, like you can – how can they go back to Melvin Gordon after seeing that? Like – like this is just a smash spot against. I mean, I understand that they could play him like a little bit. Like, don't do full split backfield. Like, use him as maybe a third down back or maybe a slight change of pace back. But he should. Williams should be getting seventy percent of the carries. Yeah, totally agree. Hopefully, Denver sees that. Um, if Gordon is is active, I'm still going to play some Javante Williams just because watching that, seeing the talent. Um, 
I have to think that Denver saw that too. I'm mean, not that they weren't aware and they were still running Gordon out there. So maybe, maybe it's a terrible assumption, but um, after seeing him perform with the full, full workload, they got to go back to him, I think. So um, Detroit is awful on defense. Um, he's still only 5,900. Javante Williams is my favorite play here. The pass catchers I do have interest in as well because that Detroit defense is so bad. Um, it's tough to figure out this like four-headed monster really because Noah Fant gets quite a bit of work in there as well. Uh, and they're all kind of priced similarly. Um, Judy at 5,600, Sutton at 5,300, Patrick at 48, and Fant at 45. So it's Judy or Sutton first. I can, I don't know how to tell which one is, is going to be the guy with the big game. Um, I think Sutton would be the guy I take shots on. Just he has the big playability. Seems like Judy is running more intermediate stuff. Um, and then Fant fills a tight end position. So I think my two favorites out of the four would be Sutton and Fant. Yeah. If I'm going to rank them, I think it's actually probably Judy, Fant, Sutton. But I mean, none of them stand out as great. Like, for 24.75 implied team total, I feel like I would have more, but there's just so many mouths to feed with potentially two running backs, four pass catchers. I mean, I don't mind playing Teddy actually in this spot. 5.7K, we've seen some bigger games out of him. Hasn't had it for a little while, but this is a good overall spot. Um, problem is game script isn't really great, so take it with a grain of salt. Let's move on to the next game here. we got San Francisco going up against Cincinnati. Um, as of right now, big news is Eli Mitchell. I believe he had a concussion. He missed practice. Jeff Wilson was limited. It's early on the week. Debo Samuel could end up being back. I don't know. I don't, this is tough to my, – my thought process is with San Francisco, I mostly want to go with – if Debo ends up missing – then I think you can play Ayuk regardless. If Debo ends up playing, I think you can play him regardless. If Mitchell ends up missing, I love Debo. Um, and I don't hate Jeff Wilson. If he ends up playing and Eli Mitchell ends up sitting, Kittle I think is in play regardless. Um, but he's a much better play if Debo either ends up sitting or if Mitchell ends up sitting. I still think you can play because they'll run Debo in the backfield quite a bit. This offense is just so ridiculous to me i mean it's so interesting what they do but like i i want to target the running game mostly which is going to be mitchell if he plays debo if mitchell doesn't play and debo plays jeff wilson if mitchell ends up missing regardless um but yeah it's just tough i i, I don't think kittle's the worst play in the world he he had a pretty decent game the last week it's just, it's large. Debo's going to eat up so much target share if he ends up playing. I don't know if I can play Kittle at five, 6.9K. Nice. Um, if Debo ends up playing. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said right there. Um, the 49ers have shown a clear preference for Eli Mitchell. So if he's active, he's the guy I want to play. Um, if, if he ends up inactive, um, Jeff Wilson's 4,400, Michael Hastie's 4,000. Either of them would be in play. Um, if Wilson's active, it's a, a bit of an interesting situation on who runs as a lead back. Um, would definitely have to pay attention to some beat reports and thing, things like that to figure out who's going to get the majority of the work. But 
they're cheap enough. You can take shots on both of them. Um, I'm like you, I have more interest in the running game. I don't think I'm, I'm messing around with the passing game here. Um, Kittle's price tag has come up. If Debo's in there, agree with you that they, they probably eat into each other a little bit too much. Um, I, I don't know if I can play Debo at 8K coming off an injury. Um, that, that might end up burning me, but I, I probably don't have interest in, in Debo either. But so just mainly the, the San Francisco running game, got to pay attention to the injury report and see how that shakes out. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the Cincinnati side. Still early in the week, Mixon, T. Higgins, Burrow all ended up not practicing. Burrow with the finger, he played through it. I'm expecting them to just give him time off. Um, Mixon is sick. I expect him to play. T. Higgins, I think they're just giving him a day off to rest the ankle. To me, it's, this is a this is a pretty simple offense. It's Higgins, it's Chase, it's Mixon, it's Burrow, and Mixon is my favorite play. Dude's getting a boat like last week. The Chargers were out to an absolutely massive lead at the beginning of the game. So Mixon only saw – and they were still rushing the ball with Mixon, and they made it close. I can't remember who ended up winning, but um, Mixon is probably in for 30 carries if this game stays close or they're ahead. He's my favorite, followed by T. Higgins, probably followed by Jamar. Eh, I'd probably go Jamar over Higgins. The price tags are pretty close, but it, it's pretty much those guys in the offense. Yeah, agree with you on it's Chase over Higgins for me this week too, just because Higgins' prices come up so much. Like they're only five hundred dollars apart, um, and I know Higgins has had a higher target share all season, but Jamar Chase is just like he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the in the league. So and he got big playability. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would go Chase over Higgins with their prices now much closer. Agree, Mixon is a smash. Um, that volume is is key. Um, he just doesn't have a lot of competition there. Cincinnati has um, kind of protected Burrow's knee a little bit, so they, they're leaning more run heavy. They started off the season that way, got away from it a little bit, started losing some games. It seems like they're really looking to go back to that run heavy approach. Um, even even when they were trailing most of the game last week, 19 carries for Mixon. You mentioned and the I think he went out for side. a few plays with an injury. Yeah, he did. You're right. He did. I saw him go to the tent for sure. Um, so, yeah, just massive workload for Mixon, one of the best running back plays on the slate. Yep. Let's move on to the last game on the slate, which may, well, will be Fireworks. the Chucks. Like, yep. it is, it is going to be one that I I'd normally watch Red Zone. I normally like to focus on everything. I'll be in Vegas, so I'll probably have a side TV one of the red zone, but I'm going to be focused in on this game. Buffalo versus Tampa Bay, 53.5 total being in played in Tampa Bay, which is big because Buffalo always has some weird weather. Looks like as of this moment, I mean, obviously Brown is still out with being a dummy. Um, <laughs> but like, let's start off with Buffalo. I mean, digs, digs, digs. Am I right? Diggs, Diggs, agree, agree. And Allen, Allen, Allen. Yeah, Allen <laughs> yeah. Diggs is is probably the most popular stack on this slate. I think um, maybe Brent, the Brady side ends up being more popular, but I think there's just more options to sort through there for for the Buccaneers. So I think Allen to Diggs is really clean. I think a ton of people are going to do it. Um, 
and you can't argue with it. The, the upside is massive. They're cheaper than the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, Allen Diggs is definitely one of the top stacks on the slate. I don't mind getting a little weird and leaving Diggs out of an Allen stack. You use Sanders and maybe even sprinkle in some Beasley. We've seen Sanders have a couple of big games this season. Um, I know he's fallen off recently, but that doesn't mean it's not still in there somewhere. Um, it's a large field tournament only. I mean, if I was if I was stacking them in a three entry, it would definitely be Diggs for me. But I, I've got some some fainting interest in in Beasley and Sanders as well. Uh, Gay Davis is thirty five hundred. That dude just seems to find the end zone every once in a while. I don't even hate him. If I was double stacking, um, I don't mind throwing him in as the third piece. Yeah, I mean, I'll play anyone in this game if I had to list them in order of interest. It's Diggs, it's Beasley, it's Knox, it's Sanders, then it's probably Singletary. But, I mean, I can't trust that running game. But Yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, I know last week. Um, well, they aren't going to run the ball versus the Tampa, Tampa Bay, so I'm not really worried about it. Right, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think Singletary would be the only back that I would even consider playing. Um, I know Moss was active and got work last week, but he's just not as talented in the passing game as Singletary. So, I, I and Brita, they haven't really used in the passing game hardly at all, so. Um, yeah, Singletary is the only, only back I would consider for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, last up, Tampa Bay, 28 and a half total. They're the favorites in this game. Love Gronk, love Brady, love Evans, love Godwin, love Fournette. They're going to throw the ball a ton. Fournette's doing a ton of work in the receiving game. But I'm ranking them, it's probably Godwin, Fournette, Gronk, Evans, but just stack this game up every which way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Fournette's role is, has been incredible lately. Um, I think I read he's leading among running backs. He's leading the league in receptions that yeah. don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. It might've been targets, but it might Maybe also targets. be receptions. Yeah. It's either way. He's getting a massive amount of share in, in the passing game um, with that role. Like you just can't fade him in the spot. Um, 7,400 is not even outrageous. I mean, most expensive he's been all season, but he's been playing up to that. He's paying that off. He's paid it off the last two weeks for sure. Um, definitely playable. Godwin is just has a massive role with Antonio Brown, not in there. Um, I know he dudded two weeks ago, but then he, he just exploded last week, 17 targets, 15 receptions, um, tough defense in Buffalo but it's Tom Brady and Chris Godwin. Like they can, they can win in any matchup. Uh, definitely got to play them. Uh, and then Gronk just continues to smash as well. Mike Evans is going to be low more than likely because you, you see the huge roles for Godwin and, and Gronk. So love him as a low tournament option. Like you said, just play everybody here. Yep. Right there with you. Let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. But again, before you do that, make sure you sign up for Thrive. Use the promo code GRINDERS and get that free entry into the contest to beat Will, one of the best prop bettors out there. First place gets free premium. Second place gets free scores and odds for you. Third place gets free scores and odds. Just And then if you beat Will, you get a five-day free trial to scores and odds. Just go do it. Done. Um so we'll start off with quarterback to throw for 300 plus yards. Who you got? All right. Lower uh, owned, we, I believe it is. Yeah, I was going to say, we love that last game we just talked about. I think they both have a great chance to do it. But uh, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. With all his weapons back, um, 
if if the if the chalk is concentrated on Mahomes or Allen or Brady, um, Dak is going to probably be my highest on quarterback of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke. Going real real cheap like here. It. Running back to score a touchdown. Who you got? Low owned running back to score a touchdown. Low owned. Um... I play this game every week. I'm not sure if I remember right. (laughs) Cordero Patterson. Um, Dude just seems to get there every single week. Um, Tough matchup for the passing, for Atlanta's passing game. They're dealing with some some injuries there. Um, Ridley obviously stepping away from the team. Patterson has stepped into a very nice role, um, and people just don't like to play him because that price tag keeps going up but he keeps getting there. So give me Cordero Patterson. I like it. Uh, so tough with so many injuries this early on in the week. I'm going to go with Javante Williams. I have no idea. He's going to be chalked. Gibson or Melvin Gordon into playing, but we don't have ownership. So I don't know what to go off of. Uh, wide receiver quarterback stack for a touchdown. All right. I'm going to stick with Dak and give me CD lamb. I think Cooper is going to be the more popular option because of his price tag. Um, talked about CD lamb's role in the slot with Gallup back as well. Um, I like CD lamb to score the touchdown from Dak this week. I'm going Heineke to McLaurin uh, wide receiver for eight or more targets or eight or more receptions targets. I can't targets. Um, eight or more targets. That, that's a huge distinction because I'm going to go with uh, DJ Moore, and I don't know how many of those eight targets are going to be catchable, but uh, Cam's going to throw in the ball uh, I, at least eight times. I like it. I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro. I don't think Waller ends up playing this week. Uh, tight end for a touchdown. Um, give me Dawson Knox. Well, my guy, um, I'm going to go with going Gerald Everett. I'm off the board. And then defense to score a touchdown. Um, don't don't automatically go for for the Chargers or uh, or even the Saints. Well, the Saints are not the, expensive enough at 3.6K. Yeah, agree with that. I like Carolina. Um, they're, they're cheap. I, I, Give me Carolina, twenty eight hundred. I really like that call, two point eight k. That's that's fantastic. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Browns. I think Lamar gets picked off. All right. Uh, any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here and I get to sleep? <laughs> no, I, I don't have anything. Thanks thanks for having me on. Happy to fill in. Um, fun talking football with you. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. Appreciate it. Um, all right, guys. Now it's week 14. Only five more weeks left in this regular season. And if we thought week 17 was terrible every year, we'll see what happens in week 18. It could be even worse. <laughs> um, but we're out of here, guys. It's been so fun. See you, kids. <laughs>